Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey everyone, it's March Madness season, and we all know what that means. And don't even think about saying basketball. It means hot guy March Madness, where we create a bracket of all our fave hotties of the moment, make categories for them to compete in, and decide on a winner with a special guest in the studio. But this year, we want your input. So we tweeted out our bracket, take a look, and let us know why you want your man to win. You can find us at Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for more info. Let us know why you think your hottie should take the crown. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasite. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. I didn't really know what to write for the intro right now, so I just want to say I'm happy to see you. Shut up, Barry. Will do. So we'll start off, as always, with Worst Things First, where we talk about the worst news of the week. And after that, we are diving deep into the worst parts of going out. Because, yes, I love to karaoke. Yes, I love to dance. But I would much rather do all those things within the confines of my own home, where it's legal for me to have my dick out. And finally, we've got actor... Brandon Scott Jones on the pod. Darcy Carden and Pat Regan, both former guests and friends of the pod, said we absolutely need to have Brandon on the show. And we're not going to let them down, okay? Because Brandon is here for an interview and a game of elaborate love. The opposite of elaborate hate. Don't know what I mean? Neither do I. <laughs> but we'll all know by the end of the episode. So let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's stay in all night and start the show. All right. Worst things first. The worst news of the week. Our first story uh, came from someone on Twitter named Kate Kelly, who said, if this isn't on this week's worst things first, I will riot. 
So now you don't have to fucking riot, but also do not threaten me ever because I will come for you. The first story is a man in Oregon said he and his dog survived in his SUV, which was trapped in the snow for five days by eating packets of Taco Bell fire sauce. Presumably they stayed warm by hovering their hands and paws over their steaming hot diarrhea. (laughs) How do you eat? Just Taco Bell fire sauce for five days and survive. These people, he should be dead. We should have him on the pod. (laughs) Exclusive interview. So there's this 36-year-old guy who he goes off-roading, you know, as you do. Uh, He goes off-roading in Oregon and he drove up. He was like on a mountain with his dog, Allie. Like star, star is born. His SUV got stuck in the snow. Uh, and he tried walking, but there was too much snow to get for help. So he just had to stay in his car. And he and his dog just ate Taco Bell fire sauce. And on Twitter, he said, Taco Bell fire sauce saves lives. <laughs> so now you know. You should always have hot sauce in your bag because it could save your fucking life. I just want the, I want like the castaway version of this story. <laughs> I want the castaway movie. You know, the end of castaway where like Tom Hanks returns from the island and he's like standing there. You've never seen no, it. No, of course not. <laughs> You're a homophobe. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, he, it's the end of the castaway movie. Um, it's like after he's used Wilson like a flashlight a bunch of times and he's back. You don't understand it. Nope. <laughs> He's back in his house and he's just like standing. Do you know the premise of Castaway? <laughs> Barely. He gets stranded on Yeah, an that's island. the part that I know. And then he eventually gets rescued. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. And then he's back at his house and it's after like five or six years or whatever and everyone thought he was dead. But he's standing and uh, er, he's like lying there flicking a light switch on and off. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like, oh, wow, we take it for granted. <laughs> Electricity. <laughs> Uh, I want that scene with this guy where he's like standing in a Taco Bell, just staring at all of the options <laughs> and all the mounds of sauce, mild and medium. This is going to be your first feature film. I just wrote an entire yeah. movie. <laughs> and then the climactic emotional scene. Yeah. Next, an unlicensed gun owner in Indiana is recovering in a hospital after accidentally shooting himself in the penis and scrotum. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Hoosiers, why are you doing this? Uh, Yeah, this is just one of the least surprising things I've ever read. Apparently, he was carrying a handgun in his waistband when the weapon began to slip. I've always wondered about this. That would always be a fear of mine if I were to have a gun in my... Well, okay. First of all, I'm terrified of guns. I even cried at like a third grade birthday party that was at a laser gun place and they handed me a laser gun and then I just immediately started weeping. So would not be around guns. That being said, I have thought about when they're in the waistband, what if you forget to put the safety on? And this actually happened. Well, yeah. First things first, you should probably like know how to operate a gun if you're going to shove it next to your dick. He was unlicensed, so he didn't actually like have permission to be using this gun. But it began to slip in his waistband, and he reached down to adjust it, and it was not in a holster, so he just like had it shoved down the front of his pants. Which is just like, you deserve everything. 
everything that happened to you. And then the bullet entered, according to police, the bullet entered just above his penis and exited his scrotum. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. So I wonder, I don't even know. Did it mean it like missed the actual penis and it just went like beneath it through the the testes? I don't know. Either way, I don't think he's definitely just a Ken doll down there now. (laughs) I don't think there's anything left. The man uh, who blew off his dick also has two felony convictions for narcotics stealing. I would have pegged him for like just an average businessman, father of three and a half. White picket vents blew his dick off. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love that for him. Congrats, Good for you, sir. Man. And finally, last year, a 2,000 year old bronze pot was discovered by archaeologists working at the tomb of a noble family in central China. Great news. Cool. <laughs> it contained about a gallon of yellowish alcohol smelling liquid, and scientists at the time assumed it was just like a very old wine. Mm. Um, but recent lab work shows that the liquid was actually made of potassium nitrate and alunite, which, according to ancient Taoist texts, are the main ingredients of the elixir of life. No. So basically, scientists found a gallon of immortal juice, and they're not sharing. <laughs> what a weird long story that was. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had some like ancient pottery beats, so I'm just excited to be back here. I feel like we should be like passing it around. Yeah. Like take a sip and pass. Yeah. Or let's sake bomb it. Mm, there we go. I do like this article. This was in Gizmodo. It's, they said, it's doubtful that the combination of, of potassium nitrate and alunite worked as intended. No shit. It was also dug up with a dead body. Right, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it right there. Yeah, it ends with, the only way to know for sure whether the concoction really confers immortality will be to test it on a human subject. <laughs> you volunteer as tribute? I guess. I've pretty much drank, I mean, I've I've drank a Starbucks drink from the ground before. Right. That's not a joke. In college, I spilt an entire Starbucks drink on the carpeted floor of my dorm room. Matthew. Which had been used... For decades before oh me. God, and you never vacuumed. You never carpet cleaned that. And I stuck the straw in the puddle. No. And sucked. And you've eaten a Starbucks sandwich off of a cab floor? Yeah, but that was down there for much less time. Oh. I ate one sandwich you off of the floor love of a cab. Starbucks. Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we got a little deep dive for you. It's basically an ode to my couch and why I'd rather be there than at some sweaty bar with you fools. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right, going out is the topic of this week's deep dive. I feel like I've been making more of an effort to get out of my apartment lately, for good or bad. Now that I'm engaging more in in the culture that is going out, I have a lot of opinions about how much it actually sucks. So let's get into it. The worst things about going 
out. First, there is way too much preparation that has to happen before you go out. I just, not even just physically, but like mentally, because obviously you have to like pick out the perfect outfit, do your hair, pick the right shoes, pluck whatever has to be plucked, do a couple of push-ups so your muscles bulge just a little bit. But also, you have to prepare, like, emotionally. Like, I feel like I've reached a point where I have to psych myself into going out just to, like... You have to, like, slap yourself in front of a mirror. You have to, like, slap the social spirit into your body. I don't know. I don't know if you feel similarly. Oh, no, I'm right there with you. It's just a lot has to happen. A lot has to happen to get to that point where I'm, like, ready to open the door and face... Not just the world, but, like, the world of going out. Yeah. Where everyone is drunk, it's hot, it's sweaty, it's dark. There's, like, different colored lights for some reason. Because <laughs> we've just decided that regular lights aren't good enough. Lasers. No. Oh, yeah. Lots, smoke, so many lasers. Steam. And when there's smoke, I have humidity. to take my inhaler. Then you always run into people you don't want to see. That's my least. If you go out in the world... You're going to see some shit, but you don't want to see. And it's like, I'm out. I'm drunk. I don't have the inhibitions to stop myself from saying all the shit that I really want to (laughs) say. So feelings are about to get hurt. Probably mine. (laughs) I always thought it was weird when Carrie Bradshaw was like walking to get coffee and somehow ran into every person she's ever fucked in like a one block stretch. (laughs) But now I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, there's 8 million people, but also I did the fucking math. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Mathlete. Oh, yeah, trust me. I talked about this in therapy. Oh, God. Oh, no. It wasn't even for the show. (laughs) No, it was for the show, but I trotted it out. Okay, here's my math. I actually looked it up on Wikipedia. There's 270,000 people who identify as gay, lesbian, or bi in the New York City area. Not not the metropolitan area, which includes New Jersey and Connecticut. That's like, like, I'm not fucking into them. So that's 894 lesbian, gay, bisexual people per square mile. So let's just assume conservatively that 40% of those people are lesbian. That'll take 60%. That's 536 gay men per square mile. But also if we take New York City averages overall, the other only 25% of those people fall into like the 20 to 35 category that I'm probably interacting with. Even that is like I'm not interacting with 20-year-olds. So that's 134 gays per square mile. And I probably only go out in the same like four by four mile radius. Right. So that's 16 square miles. So that's 2,144 gays. What I'm saying is that I cannot be trusted to go out and not have to face one of the hundreds of gays that I'm currently in a fight with. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) The statistics are not on my side. I realize this is specific to about 2,144 people, (laughs) none of whom listen to this podcast. (laughs) Maybe like two of them listen to this podcast. Um, But yeah, the struggle is real. I've never been more proud of you. Next! How are you supposed to decide what to do? There are too many options for going out. Do we, oh, also, what order do you do everything in? Do you eat dinner first? Yes. Do you pregame somewhere? Do people even call it pregaming anymore? <laughs> what bar do we start at? What bar do we end up at? When does karaoke factor in? 
do I have to bring my own microphone to make this bar a karaoke bar? There are so many questions. Then there's always that one friend who gets too messy, and you have to make a split-second decision about whether you acknowledge that you're actually friends with that person, or if you're just if you just cut it off right then and there and leave them. Oh God! <laughs> I was that person for like one week my senior year of college. I mean, it encompassed two weekends. Mm-hmm. But I was like a full-blown mess. Threw up in a couple cabs. And on someone's couch. Oh, my God. And on their cat. Oh, my God. (laughs) But after your coworker's husband has to bathe you in their bathtub, um, you learn your lesson pretty quickly. (laughs) Not everybody has the fortune that I had to experience that. Yeah. No, I remember once I was out with friends and someone, um, I won't say who, but they have been a guest on on Happy Hour before. (laughs) She got too drunk. We were trying to ask her for her address so we could put her in a cab and send her away. And we got like a a vague but clear enough answer to like we got a neighborhood. So we were like, all right, we can ship her in that direction. (laughs) And we got her in the cab and watched it and it drove two blocks, pulled over and made her get out. And we were like, (gasps) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Next, going out is expensive. I know this is an obvious point, but it's like, do I want to stay in and open the six pack of wine bottles that I got at CVS for $8? (laughs) Or do I want to go out to one bar and somehow spend $3,000 on watered down drinks surrounded by a bunch of sweaty people who I hate? Stay in. (laughs) Stay in in the wine bottles. Also, some places have covers and it's like, no, I get paid to show up to places, sir. Boom. You should be thanking me for showing up to this mess. And the bouncer's always like, okay, well, are you paying me $20? And it's like, yes, sir. Here you go, sir. Thank you so much. Where's the bathroom? I have to make pee. Also, there's too many people when you're out. There's just people everywhere. And there's always like a bachelorette party and like a herd of straight men just like aggressively breathing out of their noses for no reason. And I'm too sweaty of a person to have to basically like rodeo wrestle my way through a bunch of drunk white girls just so I can get the fucking bartender's attention. And I know like bartenders in New York especially are so jaded because they see the worst of humanity. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're just assholes to everybody. And it's like, uh, listen, I hate people as much as you, sir. I'm so sorry that this is your place in life right now. (laughs) But also, like, please be nice to me (laughs) because I am very fragile. And if you give me one more dirty look, I will cry into this mojito. I just don't like just tell me if you don't want to make that drink, say no. (laughs) I hate when I order something and they're like, I did have one bartender refuse to make a Long Island iced tea, which was the correct response. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the DJ never takes my suggestions. I went through a phase where I passionately requested Beyonce at every bar that I ever went to (laughs) because that is acceptable. If you're out dancing, like Beyonce is the only answer. Nobody's mad when a Beyonce song comes on. And if you are, then that's your own problem. You shouldn't be at that bar. They think they're like above it. And it's like, I know you went to DJ school and you think you're so much better than the rest of us who don't know how to press play on Spotify. (laughs) But nobody is impressed by your fucking music choices. So put on fucking end of time so I can take my boobs out and smash them against this wet glass. I don't know why I went there. I don't know what kind of bars you're at. (laughs) I do remember I went out to, where was it? 
Have you ever been to the Jane Hotel? Of course not. In Greenwich Village. One of the rooms was like a, um, it was, there was like dancing and I went up to the DJ and I was like, can you play Beyonce? And he like, he just stared at me and I was like, Beyonce. And he like finished my sentence. I was like, Beyonce. And he said, sucks. (gasps) And I, my mouth fell down and I stared at him because I was wasted. (laughs) For a full two minutes (laughs) until like I wasn't, this is absolutely true. I just stood there with my drink and my mouth open staring at this man (laughs) who was just refusing to look at me. (laughs) And finally, every time I go out, I somehow fucking end up at McDonald's and I end up dropping like $50 on nugs uh, and McFlurries. I've gotten pretty lucky actually the last handful of times that I've gone handful of times that I've gone to McDonald's <laughs> because the McFlurry machine has been operational, which is pretty rare. Yeah, God is on your side. That's why I'm like, did I die? <laughs> is this all a simulation? <laughs> But then I think like the worst part is you have to spend so much time, at least for me now, recovering. Oh, yeah. Not just a physical recovery. Mm -mm. (laughs) It is a mental and emotional recovery that, yeah, you can't fuck with that. It'll fuck you up. It's just a never ending cycle of going out and recovering and then going out and then eventually you die. And that's the best that we can all hope for, really. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next, we've got Brandon Scott Jones in the studio after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in all the issues we deal with. You can talk about depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. You feel it, they talk about it. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's all confidential and convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. That's way more productive than just scrolling through your apps. Plus, if for some reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Unhappy Hour listeners even get 10% off your first month with the discount code UNHAPPY. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash unhappy, which, by the way, is the perfect URL. Then you just fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash unhappy. Today's episode is brought to you by Lisa. Lisa believes that a bed is more than just a place to sleep. It's a place for relaxation and rest. And they believe that everybody has the right to rest. That's why they make two awesome mattresses plus accessories and bases to give your body the deep rest it needs. The all-foam Lisa mattress is new and improved featuring cooling LSA 200 foam for enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers, which is great for me and my body pillow. And their Sapira hybrid mattress is the perfect combo of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. Not only does your body rest easy, but your mind can too, because Lisa donates one mattress for every 10 they sell to organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. 
To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. I'd been dreading visiting my parents because I knew I'd basically be sleeping on a rock slab disguised as a mattress in my childhood bedroom. Until now, because we finally replaced it with a brand spanking new Lisa mattress, it is a delight to sleep my gorgeous head upon. And my mom's happy too, because now I want to come home even more thanks to my Lisa mattress. So whether you're treating yourself to a new mattress or one for your guest bedroom, you can get 15% off your entire order at lisa.com slash unhappy and use promo code unhappy. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash unhappy, promo code unhappy. My guest complainer today is actor Brandon Scott Jones. You might know him from last season of The Good Place. The new movie, Isn't It Romantic?, where he parodies the stereotype of the GBF, gay best friend. Welcome, Brandon Scott Jones. Hi, how's it going? Welcome to the pod. Um, You have been recommended by, like multiple friends of the pod. Really? Darcy Carden. Love her. Love Darcy. Pat Regan. Everyone's like, you gotta have Brandon Oh in. my god, that's and really here you nice. are. Here I am. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Thanks for taking the recommendations. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to you. We always start off, we mm-hmm. ask everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Yeah. I was very stressed out trying to think through this. <laughs> this is, It's I, not supposed to be stressful. No, I know. I don't know this why I was. cathartic. It's supposed to be to get your juices. Yes, you know, just to get my juices. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think I'm... A, so I came... <laughs> and I was like, wait, I don't hate anything. But then also, I was that's a full-blown lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd have I to thought leave. Of too many you'd things. have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I w- I'm tossed between two. Okay. We can talk about Tell, both. We could talk about both. One, this is not fun, but I mean, like, celery. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I know everybody else loves celery. Lo- I can't tell if they do or not because when people are like, it's in everything and people are like fine with it. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you eat that? You're psychotic. Have you heard now? I, I guess it's a thing to drink celery juice Ooh. in the morning. No, That's like a is it? Di- yeah. Wait, what nutrient? It's, it's supposed to be a negative. That's the other thing is that it's a negative food. Like, yeah. there's, it takes more energy to consume it than it does to what you get from yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'd always heard. But I don't even know. Yeah, there was some, there was some, I, I w- visited a friend in Mexico City mm-hmm. and she was staying with these people and one of them was this kind of like Insta blogger girl Ooh. and she was like, we have to stop so I can get my celery juice. <laughs> and she had to explain to this driver who did not speak English that we were like <laughs> making a pit stop for her to get celery juice. And, but yeah, I was like, what? Is, it's water. <laughs> what is in it? I don't know either. It's just like, it's, it's unfun flavored water that's what I would imagine yeah I don't understand what's in it that is like helpful like I don't know if my palate is just not for it but like (laughs) I can bite into it and I can be like whoa that is spicy (laughs) (laughs) or I'll bite into it and be like what is this turd that I'm eating that is an aggressively white thing to say celery is spicy celery oh my gosh and and I'm a spicy food guy but I was like there is some kick to celery where I'm just like don't put I don't like ants on a lot any type of thing I mean yeah what if it's like in something um like if it's like boiled in a soup like yeah, if it's yeah. like down to mush then it becomes just another chunk in a liquid right but then if it's in like tuna salad or chicken salad or whatever it's all i can taste i don't like the cr- 
crisp crunch mixed with like a soft mush. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> they don't they don't chop it enough, and then it's like yeah, a big like crunchy bit in the middle of your chicken salad. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, no, that is a good way. I, I will say I don't know how many people are like, like die dying. Hard. <laughs> how about this? And I'll do this one. Then I'll do this one. Here's the one that I I think it's 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 Halloween. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, hard yeah, agree. yeah, hard, hard agree. agree. Right. Okay, so I'm not everyone else doesn't love it, but I but feel no. like I hate most things. Yeah. So okay. There you I'm go. I'm a bad example, but oh, yeah. yeah, I would say Halloween, but more specifically because I like horror movies and I like watching things that are scary. Okay. And I like the spirit of like spooky. Like, sure. Does that make sense? But I hate like the, I think Halloween as an adult, like when I'm like talk to people who are like, what are you going to be for Halloween? And I, I'm like, we're, we're in our thirties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wait, why do I have to keep thinking about this? Um, where, so that, yeah. Where have you spent Halloween? Like, do you, have you spent Halloweens in LA a lot? No, I've, I've only spent Halloweens here, I think. Okay. Well, and also where I grew up in, in, in Maryland. And I think I, I have a memory of my mom being really into it, being really sure, into yeah. But she's like very religious. So it was a weird like holiday for her to like but she would ask us in like March what we wanted to be and then like she would just like make these elaborate costumes and we'd wear them for like one night and yeah. like usually with a coat over it so it's like why? My mom was the same way except it wasn't that that much lead time no. it was like pick out what you want from the actual Halloween store and then I'll go home and like sew it tonight and oh my then... gosh yeah so I was always like a knockoff m M&M. I wasn't like the official m M&M. m <laughs> probably you were, like the one that you Getting, like the general trail mix, like <laughs> yeah. it's like mm, this is not <laughs> this off brand. This is off brand chocolate circle. Yeah, yeah. I I happened to be in L.A. last Halloween, and I was staying oh, wow. in West Hollywood, and it was just like that is like it's a, an event. Yes, no, and I it's can. Just I too can too much. You can feel. I feel like it probably lingers. Like I can still feel like the. I was just in West Hollywood. Like I stayed there for a little bit when I was out in L.A., and I could feel the lingering of yeah. like some like just like real like tasty Halloween. <laughs> I didn't even. Do all I did was walk to the Whole Foods, yeah. and that like was enough. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. like that intersection, I was like, I can't, oh my god, I can't deal with it. I can't do it. Yeah, no. This uh, the rest of this episode is going to be about going out, mm-hmm. um, and how it's awful. And Great. I'm like getting to that point where I'm like, it's just you have to like. There's so much psyching up that you have to do it in is, order to take it. There are some nights you have to like. You will need like a human sized spatula to like pry me away <laughs> from whatever it is because I will lay on a cold bare floor inside if it means yeah. not having to go out sometimes. I'm in that like weird in between place right now where it's like I want to be social. I, it's like, uh, yeah, sure. I want I want invitations to turn down basically. Yeah I think because like yeah I would I agree I agree. You want to be asked but mm-hmm. then you know I don't want to You want to have something anywhere. better to do. <laughs> yeah exactly or I don't want to. Yeah the number of times I've heard about things I wasn't invited to. Things that I would never have gone to but when I realized that everyone else went and I was like why wasn't I invited? Right right. It was it it's unreal. Yeah. I'll make myself mad by like going through people's Instagrams oh and, and then being yeah. like, why? Even though like sometimes I was invited and oh. I didn't go and then I'm like, fuck you. Why didn't you convince me harder? <laughs> exactly. No one told me that this is what it was going to be. And still, I think it was. Yeah. There's then, yeah. You, then you're there and it's like, ugh. Why am I here? <laughs> yeah. One thing I did want to ask you about, because I remember talking with Darcy Carden about mm-hmm. Harry Styles. Oh, my God. I know Darcy and I are competing mm-hmm. for his love. And now you're, I mean, you have been in the mix. Not I, now, but now I, I can confront you about it. Yes, no, please, 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 head please. Head on. So when did, did your Harry relationship 
began? My hairy relationship began, I think, so, you know, in terms of, like, One Direction and then Harry Styles, like, I do look at them, at, even though he was part of One Direction, I do think of myself as, like, a directioner. Sure. That, like, loved the band. And then since, I mean, I loved him so much when he was in the band as yeah. well. And then that he was having such a great solo career is awesome as well. But I would say that it was probably when I realized he was really funny. Like when they were on the X Factor, they would make, they would make these videos in between like episodes. Uh-huh. And they would like the vlogs and usually like Louie would host them, but like Harry would be so funny on them. Like right. it would, and just like his voice just hooking like this. And I just <laughs> thought he was very, very And what's weird is that I, I've also just thought that like he's so talented like he has such a great voice and he is such a he's like he genuinely has this like majestic spirit I'm talking about somebody who's so much younger than me but like I just like I just think the world of him I just what's yeah. your way what's your journey so let's compare and contrast really quick yeah no similar well I when I started working and writing for BuzzFeed sure rest in peace R.I.P. Uh, is it gone I mean basically I know, right? <laughs> in spirit it uh, is dead I remember like I was on Tumblr every day and I started seeing all of these like pictures and gifts and all of these things of One Direction. I was like, who are these children? Yeah. Uh, And eventually like I I learned and then I started writing about them as in like, oh, this is funny that I'm like a grown man talking about a boy band. Yeah. And then like the more I did it, it was true Stockholm Syndrome. That's the name of a great song that they have too. One of my faves Um, where I like got sucked in and then I like, yeah, it it led to fights. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. If you remember that this is us the movie um mm-hmm. that's the only this is us i recognize is the oh my one god it's the only one i would even recommend documentary yeah great doc. give it give it an emmy oh my god where, give it an emmy give where's it an the one direction emmy i know it was when BuzzFeed was still kind of new and we didn't get invited to anything. Yeah. And I saw that the premiere was happening in New York like the day before. Uh-huh. And so I asked my boss, I was like, can I request like press access? And he mm. was like, yeah. Uh, and so I wrote to whoever, Sony or Columbia, and they were like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is BuzzFeed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, okay. The next day, my boss calls me over the day of the premiere. He was like, you're going to be mad at me, but... We got an email last night with an invite from someone else, and we're sending someone else to go. And I was oh like, my God. are you fucking kidding Yes, me? I, no. like, lost my shit. Also, I was, like, an intern and had no right to question <laughs> anything. I was, I mean, in my brain, you're, like, a high-level editor. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. No, I was an intern uh, making $10 an hour, oh, and wow. I was like, this is, you owe me. Well, what I also love, too, what I think is very true is that because you started writing about them, you said, and you just got fully enveloped in that. And th- I genuinely believe that no matter who you are, if you gave those five gentlemen a chance and you like, you really tried to learn about their dynamics and their individuality. And then there's like yeah. all this stuff. It is completely engrossing. And it is just the most positive, happy, fulfilling like fandom. Yeah. I think I might have <laughs> even aware of what I sound like, but I also don't care. No, I also think like I might have even said this uh, when I was talking with Darcy, but I think like, you know, like 60 years ago, however many years ago, like the Beatles were a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that, yeah, that was not that 60 long ago. Years ago. No, 60 <laughs> years ago, the Beatles. Wait, I think so, right? 
Uh, maybe it was 50. It was like the 70s. What are we in 60s, right now? 70s? 2019. Oh, yeah. 70s, right. Okay. So like 50, more like 50. In my brain, the, we landed on the moon in like 1910. <laughs> like, I, just, <laughs> I know. I have no concept of time. No, I really do. I. I have no, I, I don't accept none. how old I am. I don't. I, and, I don't. Yeah. So, but, but like, you know, like people, if they were, you had to like tune in to the one time that they were on TV and yeah. like set your channel and like, you know, maybe you get a magazine once every month. But yeah. like now it's like, if you if you're like into something, there are ways that you can just constantly bombard your brain with them every second. There of the is day. something brand. I mean, it is. I would compare it to like sports stats, like yeah. where like it is new content to analyze, consume, love every single day. Whether it's the game, whether it's people talking about the game, whether it's right. the figures of the game, like who did this, who did that, and then on top of that, I mean, like I was like, I mean, I've always been a boy band fan. Like mm-hmm. I've always loved them so much. I know this is a podcast about hate things but i love boy bands it's a very loose theme it's a loose theme i sure <laughs> but i feel like even like for my intense like nsync fandom mm-hmm. in the early 2000s you know i didn't have or late 90s like the access to them could you imagine like if i had who they would be to me if i had like youtube and instagram right and like all these ways it just amplifies tw- it all yeah like there was no funnel for just chris kirkpatrick to like tweet out his funny <laughs> his funny thought on a movie you know yeah, what I mean? There is a thing like I think it's it's the the modern era is kinder to like the 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 lesser members of of bands cuz yeah. like you there's more reason for you. There's more there's more to grasp onto. Y- yeah. than just like oh they're just there in the background as as filler members. I'm exactly. not naming names no, but no 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 no. no, no. I, everybody has their base. Exactly. Yeah. Their land space. Uh, I remember also, so, yeah. I remember someone bass. else. Talking, I know it's bass, by the way. Have you met anybody that you've like truly fangirled over in person? In person, like I've actually fully fangirled over, or or, or, do or you, like fangirled cool? like once I tried to keep it cool and then I freaked out. Yeah. This is strange because we were just talking about him, but I did meet the the gentleman of one day of One Direction, and I've met them on different occasions. And <laughs> I don't. It was I. I'm so embarrassed because it's like I'm not embarrassed. It's more. It's more like uh, like separating. Like in my brain, I want. I still believe deeply that we could be good friends. <laughs> Um, I listen. Also, I we're on the same page. I, I used to say this to people because I was like, of course, I'd freak out over yeah. Beyonce because like we have nothing in common. I'll never see her. Oh again. yeah, or, like yeah, if yeah. I ever met her. Oh yeah, what would I say to but her? But I was like, I could be friends with these people. Yes. So like, something... I need to be chill. Oh, and also like, I Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I met him, and I had to play it cool for like a couple hours because we were in the same room, mm-hmm. and I like couldn't do it. But then like that night, like I went home, and I feel like I called people I haven't <laughs> spoken to in years, and I was FYI. just FYI, FYI, I want to let you know where I'm at right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I am on unemployment, but I did meet Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you know what? If you can buy groceries with with that kind of status, oh sure, Why we not? would be we'd be rolling oh in it. Oh, trust me, trust me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I I do feel like yeah, there are people who who are like you know you have to like play it chill, never let anybody know no. that you're like a fan. I also though I think as I'm getting older, I am willing to play it less cool though. I'm also like because I don't know if it's the last time I'll ever interact with these people. Yeah. I don't know if it's like I mean, and I love like one thing I just love doing is I love being a fan of something. Uh-huh. Like there's something there's nothing better than being like yeah. your work means the most, and I like read about you all the time. Like I love it. It's yeah. so fun. 
And so I think yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I don't want to creep you out. Like, that's a different thing. But I think fan fanning out on somebody, I don't know. I feel like it's okay. I think some people, it's a very, 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 like, real thing to, like, sus- subscribe to the idea of, like, don't be a fan in front of them, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you might cross paths in some sort right. of working environment or blah, blah, blah. But I also think that, like, I don't know, like... I have to tell these people. Yeah. I have to tell them that I love their work. Yeah, there's also there's also (laughs) a fine line between like, I'm such a fan of your work and like I love you and what you do. And then like I know like where all of the moles on your body are. And like Yes, no, 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 no. Yeah. I can name every single one of your tattoos. (laughs) Right. Which is like might be true, but like maybe we like suppress that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. I my favorite One Direction like interaction tweets Mm -hmm. were um I think it was Niall on mm-hmm. his birthday said like I don't even remember when I was born uh-huh. like what time I was born and some girl tweeted back and was like you were born at this oh <laughs> my gosh and he was yeah, like that sounds right how do you know that yeah I know that is so wild <laughs> but like I don't know his birth certificate was on the internet somewhere and she like found it anyway oh my gosh god could you imagine <laughs> This will be a weird transition, Please. but um, the the movie that you were in isn't a romantic. Yeah, you were. I don't, did you have scenes with Liam Hemsworth, or have you just done like a lot of press stuff with him? Um, we did. Uh, we had. We shot it a while ago. You know what? We did a big. <laughs> you know what? We did a big dance number together. So we rehearsed, right, right. and and so uh, even we would see each other a lot. We weren't like ships in the night. Like we would always be in. Uh, on on set at the same time, but I maybe see. not in the same scene. Because he's like he for me is one of those people that I'd be like, oh, oh we're we're in this room together, and you got to spend all this time with him. Oh, I know. He no, you can feel it too. I will. <laughs> I mean, I I wish I had some sort of like interesting tea to spill on Liam Hemsworth. I don't know what your preconceived notion already. I is, mean, but my I think preconceived notion of the Hems all of the Hemsworth yeah. is that they're just hot like hunks of meat yeah i don't know i think that's funny i I, like i don't know if i could handle it i don't know if i could handle that he is presence yeah he is definitely there is definitely like a sense of gravity around him where he's just like he's like taller than you could think somebody would be but it looks right right you know it's like not like the type of height that's like oh you're tall it's just like what a tall man yeah and then it's just like he's like yeah that's just like he's a superhero yes yeah it's literally what you think the like the coin of Australia feature. <laughs> the, yeah. Like, I I follow people that I should not be following yeah. for my self-esteem on Instagram. And it's like all, everybody from Australia, even like the average looking people in mm-hmm. Australia are like Adonises. It's unreal. I have a friend that went there for like a month and this is a couple years ago, but he said that he was like, I've never had sex the way I've had sex in Australia. <laughs> yeah, because you have to like fight off like snakes and killer everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. In order to get there. So once you're there, it's just like the adrenaline once and fear. Once you hack through the brush, you're there. <laughs> yeah. And you can have see. Yeah. Well, I do want to ask about the movie. No, please. Because um, you, you play this like kind of parody of the gay best friend that's in every rom-com. Um, how... how what are your like rom-com are, are, are you pro rom-com I'm pro movies that are like meant to just be fun and, yeah. like, and like happy like you know it's not gonna change the world but it's gonna maybe change your day and I right. think that's just as good yeah I've been thinking because I've I've talked about it on uh, people who listen to the podcast will know like I've, I've only recently have started to try to be like purposeful about dating oh what do you mean like wait what is it what do you mean by purposeful like I've, I've it's just like I don't know I never really like tried all that much like if oh, something yeah. happened it happened but like now I'm like you know what I feel like I need to like put in the effort you're swiping join the apps 
yeah, it's not going great. Oh, I feel no. Like- <laughs> no, it's uh, there's no way it can go good. Like, like I just, just yeah, I just like <laughs> that's my take on it. Yeah, but I'm like I don't know if watching rom coms would make me feel better or worse at this point. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. I think it depends on where you start. Like, is the rom com like where you start as like the identified fine character? Like, I've yeah, always yeah. watched rom coms as like, oh, this is my friend. This isn't me. Yeah, you know what? And so I think like that's true. Yeah, that's how I've watched them. But some people are like, I'm Catherine Heigl. <laughs> you know, and you're like, I'm <laughs> never that. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing when you're a gay guy, and yeah. it's like it's hard to put yourself in the position of 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 the the like hero of the story. Yeah, I think that's it's like there has. I think I would probably freak out if we could get like a good gay rom com. Mm-hmm. And like I know that there are I think a couple in the works. I think Billy I yeah, has yeah, one yeah. coming out. And that's exciting. That's like very, very cool. And you hope that, you know, I think you don't want it to be like you want to put so much pressure on it to be like, be my experience. Right. But it's like, oh, it, that stuff adds up over a while. Where yeah. you're just like, Oh, I've I've never had I'm not Matthew McConaughey. I'm not Kate Hudson. Right. I'm not even like their cool employees on the side. <laughs> I'm sort of like just like the one that like sees them in the back of like the makeup counter and is like, girl, you know what I mean? And I think that's yeah. So. Yeah, that's even with like Love Simon. It's like oh, yeah. oh great. It's great for all of the young gay kids I who can see themselves in it. But I was like, I don't. This was not my experience. Oh, see, I like. Oh, this was not my experience either. I like loved Love Simon. <clears throat> I loved it. I yeah. mean, I cried. <laughs> yeah, did you see Alex Strangelove? No. Okay, that's on Netflix. That one's yeah. really good too. I'll watch that. That's a really I like loved that movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think maybe it's telling that I feel like the rom coms that I've been rewatching, I mean, are like legally blonde oh, and like yeah. Devil Wars Prada and some of those like just become like a career woman. Yeah. That's the focus. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so that's really been my funny. model. But yeah, I, I have been thinking about like, should would it make me feel better if I watch some of these more like um like my best friend's wedding and you know I when I was doing the movie I watched a bunch of them in yeah. a row and I watched I, I, I'm a big Sandra Bullock fan mm-hmm. so like that was like a great like gateway into me where I will love any and every it's like she could walk into this room take a dump on this table and walk out and not even make <laughs> eye contact with us or make haunting <laughs> eye contact with both of us as she does it yeah. and I will be like great piece of work I love you <laughs> she's like, still she's she's awesome bird box bird box great she's yeah. so good she's so good and she's so good in drama and she's also so good in comedies and specifically romantic comedies so let's see um you told out.com that playing this role was cathartic yes what 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 did you mean by that um you know i i found that it was cathartic for a couple reasons mainly because you know i think that it took me a little bit longer to be comfortable with my own sexuality than I probably wanted to be. Uh And it took me a little bit longer to sort of also be comfortable with it um, in like an entertainment aspect. Because I do think that like if I'm as performers and comedians and things like that, you are putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And if you, if there's a part of you that's, you're, you, you have a discomfort with yeah discomfort right you, you know you're you're not allowing yourself to fully maybe like find the funny and so forth the, I mean I'd done a lot of personal work up to that point but then to get the license to just be as 
whatever it is that people either thought you were, whatever it is that I saw growing up, yeah. whatever it is. I think it was a real like pastiche of opportunity. Uh-huh. And it was sort of cathartic in a sense to be able to just kind of go show up on set and just be like, okay, well, I'm literally playing a two-dimensional character. Right. Like, I'm, that's what I'm supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. To know that there was more underneath of it. But to always kind of play the thing that I was afraid that people saw, even though I want to make it very clear, even if that is how you behave or whomever, how you act or that you identify with that character as is, there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. But I think that there's a stigma that kind of comes along with being bullied growing up. So that was part of the catharsis. And then the other part of it being just playing. um, It was cathartic just to play a romantic comedy. Yeah. And because things don't necessarily always work out the way they should to sort of be like trapped in that world. Mm -hmm. It was like put you in a great mood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your IMDb page says that you were a competitive tennis player growing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always love the like Fun facts. Yeah. On on IMDb. Where did you grow up? I grew up just north of Baltimore. Okay. Maryland. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no, I that's what I that was like my dream. It's it's I think as a kid I want well, I know for a fact as a kid I wanted to be a professional tennis player. And so yeah. I sort of played uh I played competitively and in the USTA juniors and and um had like a mental breakdown at like fourteen, fifteen <laughs> when I realized it wasn't gonna cap wasn't gonna happen. You know, we all have those moments. But. Yeah. It's weird. It's like one thing about tennis that is is crazy is that it does force you to sort of have an adult brain. Yeah. Because you're, it's this individual sport. Like, you're not, like, palling around with other kids. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're working and you're practicing, and it's not like... I mean, you can be, go hit with other people your age. Mm-hmm. But then you have mainly, like, your coaches and your parents and these other people that are adults asking you to, like, do adult problem-solving at a very young age. And so I um, think that maybe that was just not the right... <laughs> thing for me <laughs> as a person because I'm still a huge fan of tennis like yeah. I'm so pumped uh, whenever I mean I, I have a like I spend so much money a year on like opportunities to watch it I guess like my thing is is that like I when you watch tennis players now professional ones and I always get very nervous when they have to give interviews because I'm like mm, there's a sociopath <laughs> you know what I'm saying like and I was that's like, like that yeah was every athlete I'm like oh, oh yeah. you're a crazy person but that's how you do it yeah it's like because you have to you have to like tamp down on the rest of your personality exactly like like, questions yourself in any way so i was like being an actor then that Mm -hmm. was the 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 dream after tennis i think so yeah just fall into that was the next thing it was yeah i I had always like loved theater i always loved films and so forth growing up and then by the time i think i had quit tennis i had already started like i there was like maybe like one or two years of overlap where i was trying to do both Uh and i was slowly like breaking down mentally from tennis and then slowly like probably also breaking down from theater but like right. in a much different new creative way mm-hmm. and so by the time I like got into high school I was like okay this is this is probably going to be the path that I want to take but there is like no security in that no it's, like horrible no yeah so before a week go this is a, a game that we it's not really a game I say this every week uh, <laughs> okay normally we play the, a game called the lab or hate and mm-hmm. it's where we find stuff that you've said that you've hated on Twitter but apparently you've only used the word hate once on Twitter so congratulations really? oh yeah. wow I don't know what uh, I'm being a good internet Samaritan that way sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> thank you for still having me okay we have the hate tweet it was oh. oh Victoria slowly lowered her tan naked body into the relaxing bubble bath I hate being a lady garbage man she thought <laughs> 
<laughs> that I wasn't even this, no that's it was more just like me this was like a joke where i was like gonna write a novel on twitter on twitter uh-huh, like uh-huh. one tweet at a time oh. and i just was like I, I did it for like a day just as like a like a series of so you've really know. like never yeah that would you've never truly expressed hate for anything on twitter then. i know i think i'm in therapy for it right now actually though <laughs> so like this is times you've used like romance or love the most romantic thing I've ever done is drink a LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no, did I, I, think, I think probably based on the faves and likes of that tweet, it wouldn't be. I think it was um, the word LaCroix. <laughs> I, I feel like I have a detailed memory of me deciding to tweet this. Uh-huh. Was I was looking at the LaCroix, LaCroix in my fridge, and I was like, that's a pretty logo. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sometimes will like my inner monologue will be like I'm gonna treat myself to something and I had nothing else and so I was like a little self love mm-hmm. and it's a French French is it French is, is Lacroix French it sounds French it's, and that's enough for me yeah yeah which is the yeah it's the language of romance yes um. <sighs> Someone just apologized to me for the elevator stopping on their floor so they could get on. And I kid you not, I think it's real love. <laughs> oh my God, this is... <laughs> if we went through my recent yeah. tweets, yeah. Uh, they're all they're all very sad and desperate. Oh, so, yeah. Um... <laughs> no, that's good. I, th- I remember this moment. I was in the elevator. The doors open. Ding! And this man just went like this. He saw me, looked at me, and he was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And he just like, got in, and we were going to the same floor. <laughs> but, like, he just, his instinct was to, his instinct was to apologize that he interrupted my flow of the elevator so he could get on. And I was like, wow, that's probably, that's, that's, that's where I'm operating, too. Yeah. I do think I, I'm reaching a point now where I'm probably, like, so desperate mm-hmm. that it's just, like, the smallest, def- like, displays of, like, <laughs> kindness. I'm oh, just, yeah. like, are we? Are we? In- I'm walking out of this podcast being, like, I think he's <laughs> and I are going to be in love. Oh, yeah. That's what I talk about in therapy where yeah. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure I, like, met my soulmate this week. Exactly. and We talked for, like, an like, hour. <laughs> it was just us. Do you know his name? <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. No, I think the thing that has been fucking with me recently, and this is where, like, not being as active on on social media is good, um, is that, like, it it can lull you into a sense of, like, intimacy is a strong word. Mm, But, like, yeah, yeah, like, it's like, oh, well, they look at everything and they like all of these things. And it's like, that's not real that's i see what you're saying <laughs> that like oh they've liked this so therefore they must have read it ingested it right taken right. it to heart let that really touch them mm-hmm. rather than oh this is a person in general that i like and right. here's another thing that they just did is that what you're saying sort of yeah it's just like i don't know it's a weird yeah. thing where they you can you can opt into being like bombarded by someone else's presence mm-hmm. if you like choose to Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. It was yeah. like, oh, if I'm if I'm like start to be kind of into someone, oh, and yeah. then it's like every time I open Instagram, it's like their face is right there, and there's like no oh, escape. Yes, 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 yes. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's it also is, it's another dangerous in a weird way. Yeah. It's like what they used to do. Like you would walk into the serial killer's lair, and there would be photos of this person everywhere. <laughs> but now that's just like we all have that. Yeah. Now it's just Instagram. Yeah. It's just Instagram. We all have a serial killer wall in our pockets. Um, how about this? Is this is the old the oldest one? Oh, trust me, I would love to leave this checkout line, but someone isn't giving me their phone number. <laughs> 
I love that. I love like you. You just stay in line oh, for well, as just... long as until until we exchange numbers. I'm not leaving. Exactly, and that was it. I think it was like I can. I'm somebody that falls in love like probably like immediately. Like I can see somebody and then yeah. just be completely in love. And I think that if I remember this, like the, like a lot of my tweets are not just like invented. They are like based on real I interactions. It. Um, but like I remember like standing in line and probably like this 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 cashier just like my breath away and I feel like I remember leaving that line being like ooh I've lingered here way too long <laughs> like this person absolutely knows what's up and I think I also my favorite people in the world to talk to are people that I are transaction people I'm entering into transactions with on either side yeah but like if I'm like getting a coffee or if I'm doing you know if I'm buying groceries I will I will chat for hours with those people I am not that way because my mom was always that way sure where it's like I'd be the one standing there while she's like becoming best friends with the woman in front of us and I'm like can we wrap this up so we can go home <laughs> but no I, I'd like to be a person like that yeah it's you fun. never know you never know and I mean like even if it's not even thinking about it like it could be a way to meet somebody but yeah. also it's also like a fun way to like pass the time yeah that is otherwise negative it's like it's not negative emotionally but like just negative time like right just like i'm in line to get a coffee i'm two people deep like this i don't need this to be nothing in my day yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah no i like that oh thank you all right before we let you go completely where can people find you and your work oh um find me and my work well um i i guess i'm on i'm on twitter as we've discussed Uh at brandon sj and then i'm on instagram at as Brandon takes pictures. Okay. And um and then I usually will tweet about my stuff there. I you can see me in a couple movies and some yeah. TV shows popping up. Last week I was on uh the other two on Comedy Central. Yeah. Um so if you haven't already started watching that show, you should watch it. I and love it. It yeah. is a bingeable show too. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so good. Anyway. And then Isn't It Romantic is... is Oh, it's still in theaters. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's out, still in theaters. Right? It's out right now and it's out... In, I don't know. Um, it's internationally. It's on Netflix. Except U.S. and Canada, you still have to go to the, the theater. <laughs> um, but it's a... You know what? But we can. It, we can do it. You can do it. You know, get out of the house. Go into a nice, like, warm theater. Like, yeah. find... Bring people that you love. Bring people that you hate. Mm-hmm. Bring people that you've just met in line at the Starbucks. And... All of the above. Have fun watching it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for complaining with us. No, I thank you for having me. This is so wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. We'll see you next time. Yeah, all right. That means I get invited back. <laughs> all right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easier. Starting with the TV we've been watching this week, Barry. What you been watching? So I'm st- I finished the first season of Broadchurch. Mm-hmm. Fucking loved it. And I'm still watching Pen15. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually started any new shows since we last chatted, but I did see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So I'm going to count that here. Yeah, sure. Uh, have you seen it? Not yet, but I heard it's like the best movie ever. It was so enjoyable. It was the first movie I ever went and saw by myself. It was actually Oscars night and all my friends were watching oh, right. the Oscars and I was in LA and so I went to a legal weed store and then I got really high and went to see this movie by myself and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life yeah it was just an absolute delight it was exactly what I wanted like I I did have 
have feelings and emotions during it, but not too many. And then it still brought you up. And like the cast is amazing. Uh, Catherine Hahn is the villain. Oh, really? Yeah. But is it live action? No, it's animated, but it's gorgeous animation. Like I have never seen anything like it. It's beautiful. And it's just, yeah, it's a real treat. I've also been listening to a lot of Nicole Byers' podcasts, and she says real treat a lot, and I've realized uh, that I've started saying that. Um, What a treat. Yeah, but uh, I really loved it. So I'm going to use that for my chase of this week. TV-wise, what about you? What are you watching? Um, What am I watching? I feel like I've been in like a TV hole lately. I feel like when it's wintertime, even though spring's on its way, when it's wintertime, you just end up like watching the things that you love the most over and over again. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just because I've had like a weird couple of months that like I'm like comforted by rewatching the things yeah. that I like love. That's what I mean with winter. Yeah. Also, yeah. Just like everyone is sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also let's I mean, I, I feel like I say this every time that there is anything new in the RuPaul world, but um, the brand new season just yeah. started. They're now on this cycle where that's like there's like no break. Wow. <laughs> it's just like one season bleeds into another season bleeds into another season. I mean, like, yeah, there has been an onslaught of, of drag race stuff happening, but season 11 just started. So if you've been waiting to get into Drag Race, you got now's your chance. Here it is. To get into it. And it's good. I liked the first episode. Great. Yeah. What is your non-TV chaser this week? My chaser this week is very silly, but Alex and I got a water flosser, but not just any water flosser. It's called Oral Breeze and it hooks up to your sink. So instead of having like a giant thing around like that, that, you know what I mean? You know how water flossers are usually huge? I don't really. Okay, water flossers are usually huge. And I was like, how does anyone even have the cabinet space to fit this? But I don't have that kind of space because I live in a New York apartment. So this one hooks up to your freaking sink. And then it's just crazy. And I love using it. And my mouth feels amazing. It just, it really makes me happy. Um, It's really intense water pressure and it took quite a couple of times to get used to it. So that was also pretty funny because we end up like spraying the entire bathroom. Yeah, that's why I've always been like a little nervous about them. But after the, I think it took like three tries for me to get the movement of it. And now I fucking love it. So yeah, that's my chaser. Boom. Water flosser. Water flosser, but specifically this kind. Also, it's made in America. Uh, What's your chaser this week? MAGA. Oh, my God. Stop. (laughs) Mine. uh, Technically, I'm saying this before the weekend, but everybody pretend like it's after the weekend. I went to Wichita State University. And then I performed at Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I was one of the headliners of the comedy festival there. Like Ali Wong was one of the headliners. Like all these huge comedians that I'm like, I don't, I was invited by accident. No, you weren't. (laughs) But by this time, I will have done six shows in Michigan at this festival, which is probably the biggest run of shows that I've had in any one place. So I'm excited. And um, yeah, hopefully I'll be touring more and traveling and doing more stuff. So that's it for this week's episode. 
for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our editors are Dina Kleiner and Josh Gwynn. Music by Hansel Su. You can bother Barry at Finko Berry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye-bye. The hills are alive with the sound of music. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. For whatever struggles you're facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient you can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist, and anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Unhappy Hour listeners even get 10% off your first month with the discount code UNHAPPY, so why not get started? Head to BetterHelp.com unhappy and fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor you'll love today.